Welcome to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the relationship you truly want. And now, here's your host, licensed psychotherapist, Rhoda Mills Summer. Manipulated and overly generous in relationships. The first episode of 2019, number 52. All relationships start out lopsided. One person usually loves the other more. The danger is when the lopsidedness gets stuck. Ideally, what happens over time when there is enough respect for both partners, the love gets spread out more evenly because you are both able to influence each other. When influence goes back and forth, then power is shared and there is a greater possibility of relationship survival because there is more respect. There are many relationships where one person is catered to and the other partner is what I call overly generous. Partners like to be the nice one, but getting stuck in the niceness can evolve into a giant pile of hidden resentments. I remember a gestalt saying that obedient children turn into angry adults. It's the same principle, that if a partner swallows too much of their own wants, they will be resentful. The best movie example of this is Glenn Close, who won a Golden Globe for the 2017 movie The Wife. It would be terrific homework to go see this movie if you are wondering if you are an overly generous partner. You watch her smile, 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 and swallow her feelings over and over again. She makes threats to leave her lopsided marriage to a narcissist, but never follows through. In our culture, Many women are taught to be overly nice and too easily forgiving. On December 15th, there was an article in the Sunday New York Times about the comic Ellen DeGeneres. She talked about, quote, feeling boxed in by her reputation for kindness. She acknowledges her show is about feeling good, which has always seemed a bit boring to me. I suspect she should give up her daytime talk show to push her boundaries and feel more whole. Like everything, kindness has two sides to it. Kindness is, of course, a lovely attribute, and it can also be overdone. Kindness can absolutely box you in. There is a price to be paid for too much kindness. You can lose track of who you are because you are so busy pleasing others. It can be boring to live a life only for others and not know your own wants. So many people come into my office saying they've lost track of who they are. So consider the idea of speaking up to add to your own self-respect. It's fun to be fierce when something is important to you. It's harder to erase someone who is challenging, 
and cares about what's important. Disagreement can add depth to relationships. Constant agreement can be boring. Anger is a useful tool. I've said this several times in other episodes. It does not have to be ugly when used. There is a purpose to paying attention to the small beginnings of anger. Irritated and annoyed are usually the clues to wants. Anger says, I'm important too. Feeling important also and knowing your wants can add greater depth and balance to the always kind profile. We are often attracted to our opposites. So someone overly generous is often attracted to someone who is self-focused and good at knowing what they want. We are supposed to learn some new skills that expand who we are. They learn to be more generous from you, and you learn to factor yourself into the equation and consider what you want. We exchange learnings to become more whole and to grow. When I ask any client, what is the opposite of being overly generous? Take a moment right now and ask yourself, what's the opposite polarity of being overly generous? Everyone immediately says selfish. Who wants to be seen as selfish? Absolutely no one who is a nice person. My suggestion for the opposite way of thinking about it would be self-protective. That's a good thing that overly generous, manipulated partners can consider adding to their skill set to have more range to who you are. No one should be a one-trick pony. People who are self-protective are more three-dimensional. They tend to be able to know what they want and to go after it. Being more whole as a human being on the planet is really a good thing. Just as selfish people need to learn to be kinder and more generous, overly generous people need to define themselves not only cater to others. Achieving balance, not sainthood, is the goal. That's worth repeating. Achieving balance, not sainthood, is the goal. Allowing yourself to be manipulated is a second deeper level to the pain of being overly generous and overlooked. Manipulated by others in relationships can be a dangerous pattern. Someone can learn to be manipulated in childhood by a parent or in an abusive relationship with a babysitter or someone who is an alcoholic. They learn very early, your job is to be there for me. Then they carry this on as a pattern into adulthood. 
Every important relationship has important emotional dependencies as a part of it. A small way I'm dependent, I've never had to do the work of taxes other than organizing income and expenses. And in a large way, I know my husband has my back like no one else in this world. There also needs to be the balance of independent interests and desires that both individuals seek for themselves to be more whole. When someone is manipulated, they allow themselves to be erased. You may be wondering, what's the first step to stop being erased? Limits and boundaries. It is your job to make yourself understood. Let people know when they are crossing a line. Begin with a small boundary. For example, when people call me Rhonda, I correct them to Rhoda. Sometimes I make a comment that since the Valerie Harper show has disappeared in people's memories, no one gets it right anymore. It's really kind of fascinating. So it's an amusing little boundary. And I think they're going to remember the next time. So practice speaking up. In small ways, speed bumps, if you will, instead of wishing people should just know how you feel and what you want if they really loved you, because you pay attention to others and you are good at it. So you expect people to pay attention the way you do. Really, what you're doing is avoiding your own responsibility to make yourself understood. And you're also expecting that 100% of the population should be like you, when I'm going to guess maybe 40-50% of the population is like you. And you have to build a bridge over to the other part of the population. Stop swallowing your wants and pretending they don't matter. Glenn Close is terrific at this in the movie. Allow things to matter. I don't want to stay home tonight. I'd like to try a magic show. I'd like to have more fun, etc., etc. Consider writing down the words, I want and I don't want. Then brainstorm as many endings to that sentence as possible. If you still struggle with that, pretend you have an illness and you will die in three years. What would you want to do with the time you have left on the planet? Allowing yourself to be manipulated because you don't want to rock the boat has to stop being a priority. Again, it's being choiceful that makes you mentally healthy. So there are times to rock the boat and times it's a good idea to swallow. It's swallowing too much that allows manipulation to happen. Another example, this time from television, would be Rose Weissman in season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Mizell, which is fabulous. She runs off to Paris to enjoy her own life. Isn't her character much more interesting after Paris than in season one? Absolutely no doubt about it. Change is all about becoming more self-aware of how you are lopsided. 
A kind, other-focused person will die with that lopsidedness intact. No worries. It's not going anywhere. It's part of your personality. Change is about dipping your toe into the cold water of being a little less lopsided. It's about expanding the range of who you are in order to be more whole. You become more interesting to yourself and less willing to participate in being manipulated. You will always still err on the side of being overly generous because it's how you are wired. It's who you are. Change is about evolving to be more three-dimensional. Your emotions can trick you into doing what is familiar, doing what is comfortable. You need to think through your emotions that are resistant to change. Think about the difference between being happy enough and swallowing too much crap by allowing yourself to be manipulated. My challenge for you today is to make a list of first names of 7,500 people from your past. It could include your fifth grade Sunday school teacher. Right through to the present. Then write down something, positive or negative, that went unspoken by you. Overly generous people are not good at speaking their truths. So I want you to think back on your life and all the moments that you may have not shared something positive or negative, something that you swallowed and you never said. Then imagine having said each of these things and reflect on how much you've swallowed. Pick out three you might try saying or emailing about and say to yourself, It's an act of courage to share small truths that help others know more about who I am. I know that a few years ago, there was one of my mentors from Western Psych, Doug Reese, and a friend of mine was seeing him in therapy. So I realized that I could find him on the internet, get his phone number, and I called him up to say, I just wanted you to know that when I was in grad school, and this is back in 1979, I was terrified because you would campaign, you better have a theory of change. And now I look back and I think how important that was. And instead of pursuing a PhD, I went on to pursue a particular theory of change in Gestalt. And I have never regretted that and how grateful I am for that moment in my own training. And I think it really surprised him and I think he enjoyed it. So this can be a really cool thing to do. Make a list of five things you have not shared with your partner. Then try sharing two of them with your partner and consider repeating what you say to make certain you are heard. You may have to say it more than once. Most new listeners of this show found out about it through a friend or a blog post. If you're someone who has told someone else about what healthy couples know that you don't, thank you so much. It really means a lot that you would do that for me. You can learn more information at therapyideas.net. 
Thank you for listening to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and help get the word out. To learn more or connect with Rhoda, visit therapyideas.net.